It's okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Hi, this is Nick from the St. Paul Filmcast. Uh, we're back. Uh, we took a little bit of absence of 2020 is kind of throwing everybody on a shelf. Um, right now we have with us Cole Meyer. Hey, everybody. Um, and Cole, he knows. I already give him a heads up, so he knows. Um, guest gets it dedicated. So what would you like to dedicate this episode to before we start? Well, since it's Father's Day. Hey, that's right. <laughs> I would like to dedicate this to my dad and all the dads out there listening yeah. and even the single moms that uh, do double duty. Double duty, right, yes. yes. Sometimes moms have to fill in for dads. Does <laughs> yep. your dad just want to get, kind of get introduced to movies? Uh, my dad got me into Star Wars and Indiana Jones like at three years old, and ah, that's like really that. what got me into movies. So. I like it. All yeah. right. Back with uh, Cole Meyer. Uh, happy Father's Day to everybody. Um, Cole is a independent filmmaker mm-hmm. here locally, and actually is from St. Paul. You're one of the first people that we, Woo-hoo. even though we have some local people that are from Minnesota, but you're actually from St. Paul. Yes, born and raised. Born and raised. <laughs> I can't get out. <laughs> um, what, what what movie theater did you go to in St. Paul when you went to? Movie uh, you know, I used to go to the Lagoon. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I kind of just started going to movies. I saw Jurassic Park up there. Okay. And then, uh, gosh, my dad used to take me like every weekend. If you remember when, I think if you were a kid in Jurassic Park, but that was the same time Last Action Hero was out. Yeah. And actually the bigger promote, they both competed with each other. Yeah. For your your guys' money. Yeah, and it was cool like when Jurassic Park came out because... I don't know if you remember the old uh, Fox Kids days. Mm-hmm. So I won a sweepstakes, and I got to go to the science museum, and they had all the dinosaurs and all the memorabilia. Everything was laid out there, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. <laughs> and it was like the week after the movie came out. So, Perfect. Well, that was a good promotional. Yeah, because yeah. I'm just saying there was a huge prom- from T-shirts and everything. They, oh, they yeah. Just, they wanted, and then Last Action Hero competed with that too. Yep. And then it just didn't have the. It was for me. It, it was just too stale. Oh, where Jurassic Park was new. It was kind of like computer graphics. They're gonna actually. Yeah. And I remember as being a teenager, you're gonna see din- dinosaurs actually move. You know, there's no puppets and all this stuff. Which, and the effects still hold up to this day. I mean, I I can watch like some CGI movies and I go like, oh, that looks bad. But look at the T Rex still, yeah. you know. <laughs> I know that you go back and listen. Like the writing's kind of nah, the script's kind of. Uh, it's a summer blockbuster. Yeah, yeah we're not yeah. there for. It's great... a be a movie. It's yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that primarily really start with you because that's because we talk about like Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and Spielberg. So yeah, the, the, kind of the action. But what really, and I'm going to do a bad impression for you. Okay. But, <laughs> I don't mind. I didn't. Maybe it won't be bad. I don't know. But um, what Compared really, to mine, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm better. <laughs> but what really got me was when I was about three years old, yeah. um, my parents had on uh, the Academy Awards, and it was Dick Tracy. And I think yeah. they were up for costuming at the time. 
It was fat. That was good, yeah. And I, it's 30 yeah. years old. Just turned 30 uh, last week, and I, I still love it. I go I revisit it all the time. I, I just... It's what got me really going into this stuff. But yeah. just watching Al Pacino going, I don't want foot soldiers. <laughs> I want Dick Tracy. <laughs> That's good. That is actually good. Though. That is good. <laughs> I like, and I, I love, you know, him and Heat. Because he's just like, ah, fuck, yeah. Fuck, fuck. He <laughs> just takes nonsensical words. Always and... chewing gum. <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, like just seeing that little moment, like, as a wee little tot and going wow what could i do this could i be in that could i you know could i direct something like that could i um you know you look at like the costuming the lighting and all that kind of stuff it's like it's like as a young kid you're going could i could i be a part of that in some way and so i remember like when i was younger everybody's the atypical, I want to be a firefighter, I want to be an astronaut. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to be a movie director. And they're like, what? You know? <laughs> so it took a long time um, where I could finally convince people that this was something I wanted to do. Like, my parents were supportive. Yeah. But, um, but it took a while before, like, I finally could get to that area where, like, they were accepting and then other people were accepting. And and they could really see, like, I had some kind of artistry. Some you get the gears of, going. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's hard for the people closest around you to convince them. Yeah. That you're not just, right, yeah. I remember, like, I did a, I think it was about fifth or sixth grade, I did, a, or whenever... Blair Witch came out. Maybe that was seven and eighth grade. Okay, for um, yeah. But I did like a, a video where I was spoofing that outside my my <laughs> house. And I had my mom doing the camera and I kept telling my mom, point it, point it at the ground, you know, because that's how they did it. They're, you got people running and getting yeah. chased and stuff. And she kept <laughs> showing the neighborhood and I'm like, no, you ruined it, mom. You ruined the shot. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the funny part about it was like yeah. that was my first taste of directing and getting really right. into this and then from there it was like okay high school i started getting into plays and acting and then i became um president of the theater club oh and in high school yeah wow all right so that was like my my senior year um and and i got to be a part of that and we put on like a this funny little play um and then from there, I, I decided, okay, so I definitely want to get into, like, directing. Right. Now now it's kind of like you've had a little sampling. That's what high school is. You yeah. just kind of test the waters. Yeah. And you're kind of like, I can handle this. This is where yeah. I want to go. So then as soon as I got, like, to Central College and, and uh, Metro State, and I started getting my associates and my bachelor's degree in, in film and screenwriting, then I was like, okay, I definitely want to pursue yeah. this as hopefully a career <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so well i i think it's fascinating because you brought up dick tracy and a lot of people like you guys' age yeah really have a great affinity uh, really appreciation and it's not just avid filmmaker fans but a lot of people your age were adults and a little bit older didn't really like that film but something for kids it latched onto them and it stuck with them and they still have a great appreciation yeah for it. it's it's become a cult classic and even yeah. like rocketeer 
Right. I, I definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I I, we're going on down a nostalgia what, you know, road. There's another one that a lot of people did not like and didn't really do very well, but it has long standing. It's great little. It's a great little film. Yeah. 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 It doesn't have, a, like, an epic punch to it, but it's a great little... No, no. So I, I've kind of, like, over the years, I've, I've latched on to those kinds of characters. Even even a film that, okay, bombed, like The Phantom with Billy Zane. Right, yeah. I love it. But I it, think it's so great. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, there's some components to it that are just outrageous in the early 90s. So yeah. Those are really like that. Let's, let's really explore color. And he's a ju- guy in the jungle. And the, yeah. Bring back I just love the whole mythos of it. It's, it's right. something I would love to write and do. You know? But it's fascinating. And the only reason I bring it up because there's increments of films that people think don't should not be appreciated. That I think filmmakers have a little crumb of it or something that starts them. Mm-hmm. And that's really weird that, that there's some things out there that, well, that's a bad movie, but that starts a kid or somebody else to start making movies. Yeah. yeah. Which, when I finally realized it, I started really not giving really harsh to films, even though I said, like, that's an awful film, unless yeah. it's really repulsive. <laughs> yeah. But I really have a regard to, like, somebody out there likes that film, even though I think it's horrible, but there's right. something there that somebody will like it. Right. And, yeah. I, I look at that like I I hate Ubol, <laughs> but there's probably somebody out there that's like I, I love Ubol, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's some <laughs> so, comedies that I'm just I don't get it, but it's the greatest for you. All right, yeah, yeah. So when you wanted to, when you started with the films, um, and it sounds like you started with initially just shooting film. Mm-hmm. When did it come writing become part of it? Or is that it that's become, you like to do the writing and then the shooting, or is it an Yeah, idea? so when I started out, um, it was actually like in my teens, and I was doing playwriting. Okay. I didn't even know, I, I knew I wanted, like again, I knew like I wanted to do film. Yeah. But I didn't know like the format, the structure. Yeah. And so I started, you know, just writing dialogue and scenes, and I I think the first way people start in this business is playing with action figures. Sure. Really, when you think about it. Because, like, you have the action figures interacting, you're setting up scenes, you're setting up... Yeah, you're doing it with the Legos. All this stuff in your head. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's kind of how I started out. And then I eventually got to, like I said, like, going to Metro State. And I'm like, I'm thinking, as I got in there, oh, I know everything. And it's like, no, you don't, you know? So so then I started to learn format. Yeah. And and it took me a while. But then when I started learning the format and the structure and, and um, you know, the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell, for those who don't know, it's pick it up. Oh, yeah, great. pick that up, yes. There's a copy somewhere in my shelf right there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when I started to learn all that kind of stuff, then um, I really started getting more into, into okay, I like, I like doing the writing, too. Um, and, and I just love creating worlds and, you know, yeah. different things. Like, I mean, those of you that aren't in Nick's basement with us right now, I mean, yeah. he's, he has comics all over the place. And comics is another great place to start to learn, I think, storytelling. Right, because I th- I've always had this, and I've mentioned to filmmakers, I really don't see, it's very much more similar to film comic books are than yeah. different. 
Yeah. I mean, if you really, it's it's glorified storyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you put pictures to words, then people, your eyes move it along. It almost feels like your movie. You're sucked in there. Yeah. yeah. The, the reason why I put this up here, this whole panoramic comic book, is because I don't want to get writer's block. There's something sure. up here that would stimulate me to, like, maybe we go there. Maybe they'll go there. Okay. And so, and I did that when I was in art school. You just have, I just had samples of pictures. I just yeah. cut them out of a magazines and samples yeah. and just look at them and maybe you want to go that or that or that. So, I think when people say I'm stuck, it's not really where they, it's stuck because they don't have enough, maybe they're not looking where they can find some other right. resources. Right. And I think yeah. when I got writer's block is because I don't know, for me it was my sample is too small. Start looking at other stuff that you probably say, no, I don't want to watch. Watch it. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I find when I get, you know, in a moment where I get writer's block, I have to just kind of step away. And I, so usually I have to watch a movie. Right. So, like, if I'm writing something, like, okay, say it's, like, film noir, for example. <laughs> I will go and pull out all my movies, you know, that have film noir in it. Yeah. And then I will start kind of getting inspired or sampling you know, because Tarantino talks a lot about sampling. He's not really copycatting, but he's getting an idea. Well, everybody he's does. An idea. <laughs> exactly. I mean, That's what I mean. all these guys with the comics. You know? Right. You, I mean, you can't start from nothing. Yeah. You have to start from something. Yeah. Yeah. And which, and but that's how I think. I got started with you watching constant noirs all the time, black yeah. and whites, and like. I love this stuff. I'll do something a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like, you know, sometimes intentional. I started writing something. I go, God, it looks just like the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, that's kind of like, well, that's my inspiration. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's hard to get from an idea that's completely original. That's right. not from something, from something else. Yeah. When I, when I started out doing shorts, um, a lot of it was just like I was inspired by this that I like so it was like Grindhouse or it was the old Universal Monsters or it was um, you know like I had the the Star Wars affinity yeah and so like I made like a little short called Jar Jar Binks ruined my life (laughs) 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 so (laughs) so, which he has for a lot of people for a lot of people (laughs) um, but like it was just kind of like making fun of these things now as an adult, I'm going for more serious stuff. So, sure. You know, more dramatic pieces. So, like, I'm looking at, um, I just over the weekend, last weekend, rewatched uh, The Way Back with Ben Affleck. Okay. Um, for those who the basketball one. Yeah. Yeah. And for those who doesn't who haven't seen it, it's uh, it's about a former basketball player. He um, is an alcoholic, and he kind of resets his life. Working and, and coaching for this Catholic school basketball team. Okay, and it's it's a beautiful film, but it's you know of course it was caught in the COVID, <laughs> uh, and it's hard to sell something like that. Yeah, uh, for to go on the you know it's it's a, it's a nice almost kind of a it it sounds like if you don't if you haven't seen it, it sounds like it's a Hallmark movie and people have a tough time going to the movie theater right to see it yeah but really like I think it's. In my opinion, it's probably the best basketball movie since Hoosiers. That's saying a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I do love Hoosiers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, 
But it, it's such a it's such a movie that I would make now as a filmmaker versus what I would have done ten years ago. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Because you're like, I always thought I would do something like a superhero when I was a kid, a comic book. Mm-hmm. And now I don't think I would do that. I don't think I would ever want to entertain that idea. I want to do, and if I did, I would put some kind of stamp on it that hasn't been seen before. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's my my favorite quote of um, art critic Robert Hughes, who always says, "If you're not doing anything new, why are you doing it?" <laughs> exactly. We, we've already seen it before. Yeah. 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 So, if you, and that's true. I mean, if you want to do a vampire movie, put something new in it. We've already seen that they do this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. Put a different. Maybe put a vampire out in the West. Who cares? Let's see what happens. I'd love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So let's talk about a little before we um, take a little bit of a break. Let's talk about the the, the stuff that you're working on right now. Yeah. So um, because you have a movie you've already done production for. Yeah. So we're in post production on Chased, which is my first feature film. And that's called Chased. Yes. Okay. Um, it's about a womanizer who meets this, uh, you know, this special girl in his life, and then he has to kind of decide who he wants to be with. He's got these two other ladies on the side, <laughs> um, and so one's a woman that he works with, and then one is a former flame who is now a uh, jazz singer. Okay, and then this uh, new girl in his life, um, she's very pure at heart um and so she kind of like changes his mind and his whole outlook on things and yeah yeah it's a it's a you know again like okay things you got inspired by right yes um so like to me the best way i describe it to people like oh what did you you know what is that movie about like what did you base it off of like i rewatched michael Caine and alfie or he was the woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, there's a lot of Alfie in it. There's a lot of um, personal stories that I've heard over the years from, you know, different women that I've known, like, about sure. this bad guy that they knew. And and then, uh, yeah, just, like, a couple other different films that I kind of, you know, got inspired by and put that in there. And then now I'm working on the ballad of Travis Hunter. We're going to start to go into production um, our first shoot date on July 11th. Okay, all right, all right. And I'm really excited about that because we brought on a local band to be in our film. Uh, they're called Hell Burning Sinners. <laughs> how, how did you find them? Uh, somebody just referred them to me, and, okay. and I was going back and forth in emails, and and yeah, it's it's really cool. So they get to play like this fake band of one of the characters in the film and for those who don't know about the film it's uh it's a story about this struggling i just want to say what's the name again before people oh the ballad of travis hunter okay the ballad okay i just want to make sure the audience gets yeah it. yeah and so um it's about a struggling musician who um uh, gets this call about his ex-girlfriend um not to spoil a little bit of it but she she died and so now he has to take custody of his daughter, okay, and of course this affects his you know life and professional, yeah, yeah, and personal yeah. and everything. Yeah, and it has a little bit of a flavor of kind of like country music and the kind of like a, yeah, kind of in the, in the atmosphere. I, I kind of look at it like um, a little bit like Crazy Heart and yeah. Stars Born and 
the recent one. Yeah. As a kind of like this is his environment and it's kind of it's getting shooken up a little bit. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, did you write this? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I spent uh, quite a few drafts, but I I was determined to make it perfect, like to where I thought it was perfect. Uh, my yeah. my co-writer and I, H.T. Um, Altman, who is also my um, co-producer on the film, and he is my business partner. Okay, HD. Okay. Yeah, and you should get him in here because he yes, absolutely. Uh, is a big comic book nerd like myself. Yeah, I love and it. And he has his own comic book too. Oh, he does he, too. He wrote. Yeah. I believe that's right. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, I've, I've, you know, because I'm always looking for other guests and I've. Yeah. Friends. Yes, for yeah, you pick his brain all day. <laughs> I could, right, right. We we we, we only we just record for four hours talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he's in it. He's in it. He's the star. He also is the uh, lead in Chased. Um, okay. And it was weird. Um, we actually were three years ago. We were on the same job together, and I had never talked to him like more than a minute. <laughs> So, so here he is. He's like a couple of tables down from me at this job, and I turn my head and I go, "Holy crap, that's H.T. Altman!" I'm like, should I go over and talk to him? <laughs> so, so I go over, talk to him. He's like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Well, what are you doing? What are you here?" And he says, "Well, I'm back from Atlanta," and he was just wondering what I was working on, and so I pitched him my story, you know, for Chase. Yeah. And literally by lunchtime, he's like, okay, I'm in. I want a star, and I want to help you make this movie. Like and it. now we're business partners and good. everything. Yeah. So That's it's good. weird. When uh, you get, Did you guys write it together? Yeah. So you guys kind of did the dialogue, so you kind of knew. Yeah, right. yeah. We, we, uh, we work well together. Sometimes, you know, like we butt heads, but that's normal for any kind of partnership. But... Yeah. Um, overall, like we're we're pretty much on the same page. You know, we call each other every day <laughs> to see, yeah. like, okay, where's everything at? Like, okay, did you talk to this person? Yada yada, you know. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a fun ride these last couple of years. When you guys were starting to develop the, the script and everything, were you listening to comfort music? Is that or something? Or do you, I, is music part of your writing? I mean, I. I had the idea that I wanted to do something like in folk and country. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I grew up listening to country like with my dad. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, as over time it was kind of like rock and pop and alternative all and punk and all this kind of stuff. Well, but yeah, I, I'm eclectic. Expand your sampling, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's good for people to be eclectic and, and have different things. And then when you look at movies, like for example, like Tarantino or or some of these other guys, they're not, James Gunn, for example, like, they're not just pulling from one particular genre of music to put in their film. They're pulling from tons of different... Like jazz. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, a lot of people think noir is just, you play your saxophone. Yeah. But there's a lot more strings involved than right. just uh, your saxophone. It's just, I think it gets more pronounced that you recognize yeah. it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So that, like, to me... Um, I think people got to do a lot more, you know, go outside the box. And, yeah. I like that. Yeah. When you guys were writing it, did you know the ending or did you work up to it? Um, I kind of knew the ending. I knew where I wanted to go with it. Um, but it's like, 
there were certain characters and things that we thought needed to be in there. Yeah. Just to yeah. spice up the story, you know, <laughs> of course. But <laughs> yeah. and I, especially with me writing my comic books and everything, and it's a question I like to ask. Um, do you, when when do you know when the scene's done? You know, when you're writing a scene sure. and everything, how do you know when it's done? It's kind of a weird question if you're not, especially if you're not a writer. You but right. when you're writing, you're like, okay, I think I had enough. Yeah, like okay, when I I get the draft done. Yeah. And then I turn into him, and then he reads my my new drafts, and then and then you know he starts to point out like, okay, you're being a little too redundant, or you got too many words, or this town's too smart, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think like what really did it for me recently was uh, we did a, a Zoom read through. Okay. And so I actually had actors from LA that are going to be in our film reading mm. my stuff, which is like mind-blowing you know yeah especially when you're in st paul and they're in la but yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're i mean come. one of our actors played john connor the old john connor in terminator 2 oh, oh nice and so he's playing ht's dad and um and to get to hear him you know say these things uh, say the dialogue that i wrote it's like okay that's working maybe this isn't working yeah. So I'll, I'll go back and I'll change, you know, this, or I could swap this out, drop that out. But, yeah, when you finally get to hear actors say your stuff. Then there's something in like, okay. Yeah, because, yeah. like, Tarantino talks about, like, when he did um, Hateful Eight, and he did it as a, a play first off. Okay. And he, he tried out all these different char- uh, actors as the characters. Um. But he knew he wanted, like, Madsen and Tim Roth because, you know, they're holdovers from all his other films. But... Well, like, he's already worked with them, yeah, so he yeah, knows yeah. What, what he's getting into. Yeah, but, like, there were different people that he had in it that he tried, and um, they didn't make the cut for the final movie. But, like, he gets to hear what he wrote and then decides later, okay, like, should I cut this down? Should I keep this person that's portraying this right. character right now and i think that's for for a writer and for a director i think that's even better in the sense is like when you do like auditions like um and you get to see somebody come up and and do you know right and see it actually come alive yeah from come the alive um i can start hearing it in my head and i can see it and then i can immediately go okay so this kind of sucks, <laughs> right? Yeah. But but this works great too. No, um, but being in a when I was in a band, yeah, being a drummer, and we would do our recording, our music, and everything, and we you, you you have the idea how it sounds, and you've been in the room all day, but then you to listen, it's almost like you have to shut everything out, and we yeah. would we almost like you almost force yourself to be blind just to see if you can hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's with like movies too. It's almost like you, you want to hear it too. Yeah. It's this visual format, but you can't really ignore the sound. So a certain voice might be the projection that you wanted. Yeah, and I can say yeah. with COVID, okay, we've had people doing video auditions. Sure. And, I mean, it's great to have people take the time to go and do these, these video auditions, but to actually see it, like you said, live in front of you. Yeah. Um. You can't trade that, you know. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> so, 
All right, uh, we're going to take a little break right now, and um, I'll come back and more with uh, Cole Meyer. Hi, this is Mouse. I'm Weens. And we are two sisters with the Mouse and Weens podcast. Nice and clear. <laughs> come take a listen. It's fun. We talk about life, love, and pubic hair. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> and all sorts of fun family memories and stuff. Yeah, come on. <laughs> we're on all the platforms. And we hope you take a listen. Bye. Bye. Suck it. Okay, we're back with Cole Meyer. So I, I want to bring it up because I don't think if anybody really knows about, not, not familiar with you, but you also teach film. Yes. Or experience teaching film. Yes. So it's not like you're not, even though you're kind of a teacher, you still consider yourself a student of film also? Oh, yeah. You're still you, learning? You're always learning. <laughs> you're always absorbing. I, I, I tell people all the time, like, whenever you go on a film set, mm -hmm. be like a human sponge. Just soak up and absorb everything. Right. I think of, I've been, I worked on film sets, and this yeah. is the first time, and I've actually had the courage. It took me a long time. It took me in my 40s to actually want to be on a film set and work around. Mm -hmm. And there's so many gears going oh, yeah. that it's just a miracle just to have something done yep. to present. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, because like you were on, what, a 48? Yeah. Well, I was on a, a, a like a, yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Like a Z or just being a production assistant, yeah. just kind of how everything's going. But I mean, like even those small little short films. I mean, if you have one chink in the chain, that's the, what, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing just falls over, you know? Right. So I, yeah, I mean, I I tell everybody like, if you want to understand film, go be on a film set. Just just it's absorb. It, it is. It's like. It's hard because you have like even on a small crew, yeah, is twenty people, mm -hmm. and it'd be all quiet, mm -hmm. <laughs> and everybody, all right, okay. <laughs> take twenty, you know. It's hard, and, yeah. it's, and I don't think it, it translates well because it's something like you see for maybe a minute took all day to do, right? Where some, and especially like comic books, it's a page that took me. Maybe three days to do that you're going to sit there for 30 <laughs> yeah. seconds and read. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which the average person at home, they're going, really? Did that look? Right, yeah. I think if I, if I can translate to, well, like comic book, because you have a script. Yeah. In like a comic book, or you have a page. This is what you have to fit in. Mm -hmm. How big is the panel? How big are the words? You know, you have to fit everything so you don't lose anything. So your bubble's not covering up good artwork right so you're always kind of formatting and managing and everything so it's people say want well, to just draw it out it's more to that than just drawing it out because you want to have enough space to put all the content and all the dialogue in there and make sure everything flows and you can understand it coherently yeah yeah so just setting up a page for me probably will take about five hours because you're okay this is big this is what and like that yeah, yeah. i'd love to get into comics Really? To be honest with you, because I, I I'm a I am a big comic book. Nerd. I think it translates pretty well. Yeah. Um, and and I have my first feature that I wrote. Mm -hmm. It's like 
Okay, we talked about like Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Of course. That's basically it. It's like those two <laughs> together. And I know like Which it, those, would, um, it would cost like $200 million. You know? <laughs> We're in comic books, right? Yeah, well, it would be, you know, you could do it. I talked to my uh, my uh, uh, previous guest, Wes Johnson. He's like, I, I'm writing differently because I'm actually can write that a building blew up, <laughs> where I yeah. never could do that before. Because yeah. it's like I can't think of the budget, the what building, where we're we gonna find location. We this exhausted, but now I can. Mm-hmm. I go, yeah, Wes, you can write that the whole entire Nook City blew up. It's a comic. <laughs> right. You're right. It's right. a packed stadium. I can just yeah. draw it in. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a change, but I think what doesn't really go well with a lot of movies is there's no sound yeah so you can't hold a scene you know, like in a movie that you can where somebody's very distraught because that's a one panel and we're moving on where you can hold that and really soak into the emotions yeah, yeah which i think why comic books are so dynamic and way over the top is because you don't have the time duration right as you do in a movie right so you have to start action 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 yeah because you can't sit nobody wants to sit and read a page of somebody on a couch, moping, losing no. for about five panels. <laughs> no, They're like, no. that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So you have to think about that, the editing, right, of everything, right? Right. Yeah, but I—that's kind of like one of my bucket list things that I want to make a, a comic one day. You should. I yeah, write it. Okay. Right. Well, it's already written. I just okay, gotta. Oh, I gotta get a, a colorist, some panelists, and all that kind of and stuff. And the next question is: It edited? Uh, not recently. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> right, right, yeah. I mean, I got an A plus on it all those years ago, but you know, yeah, it, it was cool. It was a cool story. Um, Good. It was like with space pirates and, um, you know, like the the melee characters like a Han Solo type, you know. Right. I like my favorite writer, Elmer Leonard, is if you're going to write about Oh, their, I love Elmer. He said, yeah, I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but if you're going to write about the guy who does his taxes and comes home at 5 o'clock and, <laughs> on time and kisses his wife, then nobody's going to read that. No, no. <laughs> I know that guy. I don't care about that guy. Who cares? Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to read about the happy little elves living in a village, <laughs> no, nobody wants No, no. <laughs> Which I, is funny because he was kind of that guy who had an office and went to work Mm-hmm. About five o'clock, and came home and kissed his wife, and just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then he writes like get shorty out and of sight, out of sight, justified. <laughs> yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I um, I love Elmer. A great man, great yeah. writer. I think one of the inspirations, and I don't really, I catch myself, but he said, if it sounds like writing, I throw it away. Okay. If it sounds like I'm clever. I get rid of it. Sure. Where some people are looking for that, that yeah. aha moment and stuff like that. And yeah. I, I catch myself and I did that too, or like, you know, with a catchphrase or, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I'll buy that for a dollar, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Robocop. <laughs> yeah. But he, he was avid about, if it sounds like writing, I don't, I don't want to go that way. Or somebody like Semi Fuller who did films, he wanted to make sure you sound like writing. He wanted to not be like reality, that it was in a dream world and it, punch you in the gut in the first five minutes yeah so yeah i like i, I like all schools of thought right right and that's that's how it should be so yeah um do you do outlines i do yeah i i even do beat sheets is it, it, it do you like doing them or is it kind of like you force yourself to do it um no it's not really forced to me like okay. i 
I have to have it all structured out, organized mm-hmm. out. Um, and that's why when I was teaching, um, we got our students into doing beat sheets. And for those who don't know like what a beat sheet is, yeah, a beat sheet is like basically the beats, um, the moments in boom, your, boom. Yeah, in, yeah, in your film. So like, you know, um, in the first, second, and third act, like there's certain critical moments that you have to hit. Um, and so to me, uh, it just helps me out writing-wise because like, sure. I, I know, okay, this is where this is going to come in, et cetera. Um, now they actually came out with a couple of years ago for writing a book. And so, <laughs> like doing the beat sheets for a book. Right, yeah. And it's so much different because like books, you can go 290 to like whatever many pages. I mean like yeah. freaking uh, Stephen like, King writes yeah. a thousand pages. Or you like beat like George R. R. Martin and take 10 pages <laughs> describing the food at dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so yeah. to me... I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. But going back to comics, for example, yeah, I think you could definitely apply the script beat sheet to. It definitely needs it. I think it's more. It it definitely hungers for it than anything else because with comic books you're limited. You don't. You have to have a less than ten minute dialogue because it's a visual, still a visual format, Mm -hmm. and so you have to really want to say that because it's going to take up space. So right, you can't have like a big soliloquy. No, <laughs> no. Big speech, yeah, whatever. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, it definitely, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. It's almost like a music. Yeah. It's almost like writing music. It really is, yeah. And then you have a little brush away and come back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you a night writer, or do you write during the day or night? Can you do it anywhere? Uh, I don't like having a lot of distractions when I write. Sure. So, like, if it's, like, noisy outside i'm really closing the windows i don't even care if it's a hundred degree day i'm closing Shut those windows i'm shutting out the world um and sometimes i can write like if like the tv's on or something but like i want to be quiet and i don't want to have people talking and you know whatever happening like i get i'm like in my zone yeah you know um which is i don't remember the movie phantom thread with Dan and Dane Lewis, it's all about process because he makes dresses. He's very meticulous. I, very meticulous. Yeah. But he's if you if you are a creator, if you're a writer, if you're an artist, and you make things, yeah, you would relate to his character more than anything sure. because he's always anxiety about the interruptions. Yeah, because he's working and he yeah. doesn't. He's in the process, and then maybe his wife comes out and gives him a sandwich, and she's like, "Here you go." You just interrupt me. She goes, "I'm sorry." <laughs> no, I get to stay with the interruption. <laughs> you get to right. leave, and then it's all about yeah. He to set out the distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, takes minutes and minutes to think about what he wants to yeah. do and stuff yeah. like that. But like my old screenwriting prefer- professors, they um, used to talk about like 12 to 3 a.m. was their go-to time. Because <laughs> yeah. like the kids would be asleep. Yeah. The, yeah. the spouse would I'm be I'm laughing because this is true with my world. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you know, well, if I don't got to get up till like 9, 10... Yeah. Noon, whatever. Um, I'm just going to go and write. So for me, it's like I'll get up like maybe six, seven o'clock. Yeah. And before I got to go to work, I'll maybe write something. And then I'll be back like at night and I'll maybe write like, you know, three to four hours. I think taking a break is good. Yeah. I don't think you can just sit 10 hours and yeah. spit out or whatever. 
But I used to be one of those guys that didn't carry like a notepad where I'd write, like, you know, start jotting down like a piece yeah. of dialogue. Now I have to. You just, it, it'll be, you'll be on a bus. I'll be on like a little post notes or something. <laughs> I'm like a whole like flip book of stuff. And people are going, what are you writing? And I'm like, you can't right. see, you know. I think it's, um, uh, the, the writer for John Wick does that. Where he uh-huh. just, um, I, I don't remember his name, forgive me, I don't remember his name, but he talked yeah. about it in a previous podcast how he would just sit there and just for a little poster, write a scene. Mm-hmm. And get it out. And it, I don't think it's going to be a lead to anything, but just write out something, constantly write out something. Yeah. yeah. You, you had posted on your, your Facebook page um, about uh, Spike Lee. He wrote Do Everything. the Right Thing in, in Notebook. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap, I used to do that stuff all the time. <laughs> You used to do it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere, right? Right. Yeah, and so, I think and I think typewriters. No, you're not gonna because yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's how they used to do it back in the day. So. I think he still does. He does typewriter. I think no. Uh, Spike Lee still does freehand. Oh, start and then he with. does the computer. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I th- I. I. I think everybody has their little trinkets. Yeah. How they get started <laughs> yeah. or what they do, but yeah. I agree that you have to shut off the world. You know, you gotta get off the social media and just yeah. suck in there and what yeah. does it what's gonna tell you to do. And I'm I'm finding now more like getting into the business side of things. Yeah. Like where I almost I like social media but <laughs> but at the same time like I don't because like I like it in the sense where I can network. Right. Sure. Right. That's the whole but like what you're saying, like for like writing or or um, editing or whatever, like it's just a it's another distraction. It's more noise, you know. Right. And I need to focus on okay, if I'm gonna create a career out of what I want to do, which is film, then yeah. I have to focus on it. It's yeah. just like you with comics. Like if I want to get this comic done, I need I, get rid of the interruptions and yeah, the distractions yeah, to get it done. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I've, it's been 10 years, so I've been dealing with a lot of interruptions and it's distractions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so what do we expect with the, the ballad of, uh, uh, Travis Hunter? Travis Hunter. Um, is it, are you on location? You're going to shoot it off locations? Did yeah. You find, did you scout areas? Um, we have a few locations that we're using across the metro. Okay. Um, we're trying to make it look like West Virginia. Um, cause that's where we have his hometown set. You might find some spots here. Yeah. In St. Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might find, yeah. But, um, you know, the good part about it was how I wrote it. It's like a lot of like just using houses. So you can't really tell like it's countryside, you know, all that kind of stuff. But like we have a couple of bars and, and, um, okay. different taverns and a church and stuff. So we'll try to get that kind of rural feel. Um, but then we have plans to go to Nashville and shoot like downtown Nashville and nice. shoot outside the Opry, um, which is really weird because it's like it's on a hill. Yeah, there's no <laughs> right. like flat. Right, Nashville's not even yeah. Right, but like I just want to go take like a cross country trip uh-huh. and just you know, I was I was watching something yesterday about Almost Famous. It's turning 20 years old this year. Oh my gosh, right. Yeah. yeah. And I want to do like 
kind of like they did, like that trek, like on the bus, where you just start filming all these different states and counties and you know farmlands, whatever, yeah. and just get the real experience, not like stock footage experience, but get the real, real authentic of how what it's like to be on the road eight hours yeah. and do a show and go yeah. back on the road eight hours. And, exactly. Yeah, because that that just has to drive you nutty touring. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because the, the, the last waltz the band talked about for their last show, it's like yeah. being on the road for that long, it, it's, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's brutal. Yeah. Right. And I think if you want to, I think if you set up the destination, which is the full fulcrum of the, the movie, is country, you, yeah. you know, why don't you go to Nashville and have a little snippet of what the flavor is and all that. Yeah. 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 I like that. Right. Did you do storyboards for it or nothing like that? Um, Did you have the time? Some people. I I I do do storyboards, but I'm kind of like getting out of that phase. Okay. Um, there was somebody that I had saw who was doing visual shotless. Yes. So you get both the sh- the shotless, and then it's kind of like storyboards. Right. One together. Shoot this. So now, um, these, you know, the last movie and now this movie, um, I've been doing visual shot lists for my, my DPs. Okay. So then they get both, you know, experiences. Okay, so nice. this is how this is all set up. Um, and there's a, a great site called, I think it's Storybinder. Um, but they break it down in terms of like, okay, so this is your angle, this is your camera movement, this is your lens that you'll need this is you know do you want sound on this do you want what's your actors etc and so i've just been following that with my visual shot list so i'm like ready that is fantastic yeah <laughs> all the stuff that it's the, like i said all the little components but that compresses into one little thing that you yeah can. so i'm like ready as soon as i get the set that's I don't awesome because to... that's another vessel that Right, another gear that you have to worry about, but no, yeah. they, wonderful. Yeah. It's called Story Binder. I think it's called Story Binder. Yeah. I mean, even if you're a kid and you want to like figure out how you want to make movies, just go on there and see how it, you know. Yeah. Even if. And so all you do is like you drop um, little JPEG images in, and then you can kind of write in like, okay, this is what I want my right. um, movement to be, etc. So. All right. Uh, with. Um, Chased. Yeah. When do we expect that to come out? When do we expect people uh, to be able to see it? Yeah, so I'm really shooting for 2020 uh, this year, um, probably fall. Fall of 2020. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, <laughs> depending on how things are. Right, we talked this before we started. We don't want to, and they can't really, yeah. the future is all up. Yeah, the future is all uncertain right now. But, I mean, I, I'd like to have a premiere. I'd like to have, a, you know, a red carpet kind of. Right, kick it off. Um, But, you know, I guess we'll see. Um, But otherwise, yeah, our main goal, like my my business partner and I's main goal is to get into distribution and getting it where you could buy it like at a Walmart or Best Buy. Sure, yeah. Um, You know, and I used to do shorts. That was a thing that always kind of bothered me was like at the end of the day, okay. Where is it going to go? Where is it going to go? It's just going to go on your YouTube (laughs) or your Vimeo page, you know. And I, I hope and I implore people listening that I think we need more features in this community. I would Especially love, local allies. Yeah. yeah. I would love to be able to see more people like stepping out of 
doing the festivals and you know the competitions and just really get out there and being do brave it. and do this i mean it's yeah. not hard it's yeah okay you're gonna have to use your own money <laughs> or find some funding yes but if i did it anyone else could do it and worst of all you have a movie out right exactly. <laughs> what's the worst that could happen well you have a movie out right uh, right which a lot of people who don't make movies just become movie critics Exactly. And review your movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, I mean, like, when I used to work, you know, do a couple of jobs, like, I'd say, oh, I'm a filmmaker. And they'd be like, oh, what did you make? Well, they're expecting a feature. They're not expecting you Short to Short little films, right. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm happy now I'm at that point where I can say, oh, yeah, I got a you know, feature in post-production. And, you know, that I share with you because people, when I went to do my comic book, they're like, why don't you make a short little 20 page comic book just mm -hmm. get started and I was like no I no everybody does that I want to go big big to start with just yeah. big yeah and see how it happens at least big and then I'll work back to small mm -hmm. because everybody's always I think it's always that little factor of I'll get my little feet wet and see how that is and yeah yeah and um, definitely did some things wrong <laughs> but this is what I wanted to do to start out with yeah, and yeah. that was that was kind of Chase. It was very ambitious. Like, I wrote it to be big. Yeah. yeah. But I was really impressed that when we made it, it looks like it's like a, you know, 20 to 50 grand movie, but it's really, you know, I'm not going to say budget, but it's, you know. It's, yeah. I yeah. Think, I think because everybody thinks, oh, it's $20 million, it's going to look, you really don't need yeah. that much, you know. You can do great stuff with a small budget. Exactly. In fact, I think it makes you even try to be even more creative when you have a small budget. When you have to think, okay, how would I solve this problem? How would yeah. I solve this problem? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna look for Chase in 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, you're gonna begin filming um, Ballad of Travis Hunter in mm -hmm. next month. Yeah. Um, how long you, you plan out? A kind of like a month long, or is it, it's kind of. Yeah, we, we'd we like to get it done weeks. as soon as possible. Right. Um, so we're we're setting up dates and, and hopefully be done by September. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That, that fits for, for you because once you film, film is finish filming that one, then it'll be time to release the other one. Yeah, yeah. Juggle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of like that, like, when you see, like, Spielberg doing that. He's like, okay, I got that one out, and now I'm working on this. And so, hey, I'm kind of like Spielberg now. <laughs> I want to do E.T. and Poltergeist at the same time. You can't do that. Oh, right. Uh, I'll just hire a director, and then I'll be on set both times. Yeah, and it's really cool, too, because now we're getting, we're getting out there where people are starting to recognize the cinematics. You know, good. HT and myself, and so now we're getting like offers to have them do their movie. Yeah. So then, I, like getting into the producing side of things, like okay, you can shoot it or you can direct it, but we'll you know manage produce it. and manage it. Yeah. So it's like, holy cow! <laughs> All right, uh, Cole. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I love talking about movies and writings and everything and. Um, if uh, before we go and before we wrap it up, how can people find you if they want to look or the films that you've already done? Yeah, so um, you can find the Cinematics uh, Facebook page and Chase Facebook page and 
Facebook so those movies also okay. I don't, it's good to let everybody know those movies also have their own Facebook pages. They have their own Facebook pages. They have uh, Instagram, okay, um, pages and um, IMDb, of course. And, yeah. And then if you want to check out my old uh, shorts, um, I'm on Vimeo uh, under Big Bang Productions. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Well, Colt, you should know, as previous guests, um, it's not over till the guest says it's over. It's over. <laughs>